Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 87, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So hello everyone and welcome back to God's Big Story. And yes, we have hit day number 87, which might not seem like a very significant number, but day 87 means we are one third of the way through our journey through the whole Bible. Hi everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Mm. Oh, so Dave, well, I'm not very good with fractions. What does one third mean? Well, Marvin, imagine you had an apple and you cut it into three pieces and each piece was the same size. Hmm, Dave, I I don't normally cut apples up. I I just pop those suckers into my mouth and crunch those bad boys up. But yeah, okay, I see three pieces. Okay, well, each of those pieces is one third of the apple. So if you took all 260 episodes and split them up into three equally sized piles, well, we have just finished the first pile and we've got two piles left. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. So, well, Marvin, let's get to it. Okay, so Saul has become king, right? That's right. And now we're going to fast forward just a little bit. So Saul defeats some of Israel's enemies that are attacking them, some guys called the Ammonites. Okay. But he also makes a big mistake. The Philistines are coming to fight against them again, and Saul wants to make a sacrifice to God to seek God's help in the battle. Now Samuel is coming to make the sacrifice, that's his job, and he's told Saul to wait for him. But Samuel is late getting there, and so instead of waiting for Samuel, Saul decides that he'll just offer the sacrifice himself. Now, because he directly disobeys God, God tells him that his family won't keep hold of the throne. Someone else will be king after him. Oh, okay. But God still helps him and the Israelites, and we'll hear today that they defeated a bunch of their enemies. Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, now, when we were back in Exodus, we skipped by this part, but it's in Exodus 17 if you want to go back and have a quick look. But as the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, they were actually attacked by some people called the Amalekites. Now, God has not forgotten that they came out to stand against him and to try to destroy his people. And so, well, that's what we'll hear about today. Okay, okay, so who's reading for us today? Well, today we're back to our friend Bryn. Oh, yeah, you know... Dave, someone was telling me Bryn makes excellent brownies. Well, she does, Marvin. I can confirm that. Mm. Ever think of maybe bringing some of those along with you, Dave? Well, I'll try and remember, Marvin. Okay, so Bryn, over to you. Hello. Today's reading is from Samuel 14, verses 47 and 48, and also chapter 15, verses 1 through 23. After Saul became the king of Israel, he fought against Israel's enemies who were all around them. He went to war against Moab, Ammon, and Edom. He fought against the kings of Zobah and the Philistines. No matter where he went, he punished his enemies. He fought bravely. He won the battle over the Amalekites. He saved Israel from the power of those who had carried off what belonged to Israel. Moving on to chapter 15, verse 1. Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you as the king over his people Israel. So listen now to a message from him. The Lord who rules over all says, I will punish the Amalekites because of what they did to Israel. As the Israelites came up from Egypt, the Amalekites attacked them. Now go, attack the Amalekites, completely destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare the Amalekites. Put the men and women to death. Put the children and babies to death. Also the cattle, sheep, camels, and donkeys. 
So Saul brought his men together at Telem. The total number was 200,000 soldiers on foot from Israel and 10,000 from Judah. Saul went to the city of Amalek. Then Saul had some of his men hide and wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, You were kind to all the Israelites when they came up out of Egypt. Get away from the Amalekites. Then I won't have to destroy you along with them. So the Kenites moved away from the Amalekites. Saul attacked the Amalekites. He struck them down all the way from Havilah to Shur. Shur was near the eastern border of Egypt. Saul captured Agag, the king of the Amalekites, but he and his men totally destroyed with their swords all Agag's people. So Saul and the army spared Agag. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle. They spared the fat calves and lambs. They spared everything that was valuable. They weren't willing to completely destroy any of those things, but they totally destroyed everything that was worthless and weak. Then the Lord gave Samuel a message. He said, I am very sad I have made Saul king. He has turned away from me. He has not done what I directed him to do. When Samuel heard that, he was angry. He cried out to the Lord during the whole night. Early the next morning, Samuel got up. He went to see Saul, but Samuel was told Saul went to Carmel. There he set up a monument in his own honor. Now he has gone on down to Gilgal. When Samuel got there, Saul said, May the Lord bless you. I've done what he directed me to do. But Samuel said, Then why do I hear the baaing of sheep? Why do I hear the mooing of cattle? Saul answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle. They did it to sacrifice them to the Lord your God, but we totally destroyed everything else. That's enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord has said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, There was a time when you didn't think you were important, but you became the leader of the tribes of Israel. The Lord anointed you to be king over Israel. He sent you to do something for him. He said, Go and completely destroy the Amalekites. Go and destroy those evil people. Fight against them until you have wiped them out. Why didn't you obey the Lord? Why did you keep for yourselves what you have taken from your enemies? Why did you do what is evil in the sight of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went to do what he sent me to do. I completely destroyed the Amalekites. I brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from what had been taken from our enemies. They took the best of what had been set apart to God. They wanted to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, What pleases the Lord more, burnt offerings and sacrifices, or obeying the Lord? It is better to obey than to offer a sacrifice. It is better to do what he says than to offer the fat of rams. Refusing to obey the Lord is as sinful as using evil magic. Being proud is as evil as worshiping statues of gods. You have refused to do what the Lord has told you to do. So he has refused to have you as king. Thanks, Bryn. No, he did it again, Dave. He didn't do what God told him to do. That's right. And first he tried to pretend that he did. And then when Samuel calls him out on it, well, then he tries to put some of the blame on the rest of the Israelites and said it was them that took the best of the sheep for themselves. Uh, it was kind of like that guy who, who, you know, took the stuff from Jericho. Remember the, the guy the Israelites took out and, and killed? Uh, yes, well remembered, Marvin. Yep, yeah, Achan. Exactly the same. Instead of destroying the stuff they found, like God had said, they saw stuff that they wanted, and so they took it for themselves. And so this is the point where God decides that Saul is not going to be his guy anymore. He'll still be king for the rest of his life, but from this point onwards, God is moving to replace him with someone who won't disobey him like that. 
Yeah, okay. Now, if you were listening, Samuel says this to Saul. He says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Oh, yeah, what does that mean, Dave? Well, Marvin, bringing sacrifices and offering was how the people worshipped God. But Samuel was asking, Saul, what do you think God wants more? People to bring sacrifices or people to listen to him and follow his commands? Oh, oh yeah, I see. Well, I guess he wants people to listen and to follow him, huh? Exactly, Marvin. It would be like saying, does God want people to go to church or Sunday school every week or even listen to this podcast every day? Is that what's most important to him? Or is what's really important to God are people who love him and follow him and obey him? Now, going to church and Sunday school and listening to this podcast are really good things to do, but there's no point doing them if for the rest of the day or the week we ignore God. We don't listen to him and we disobey his commands. That's kind of what Saul was doing here. He was doing the sacrifices part, but he wasn't obeying God. Oh, I see. Yeah, Professor Westminster kind of talked about that in one of our videos. That's right, he did, Marvin. So, boys and girls, you maybe do lots of good Christian-y type stuff. You might go to church and Sunday school every single week. But what does it look like for you to follow God for the rest of the week? At home with your brothers and sisters? At school? With your friends? What does God want you to do then? Ask God to help you to follow him, to listen to him and obey him every single day. Not just when you're doing Christian-y, church-y type stuff. Yeah, okay, got it. Great, thanks, Dave. Thank you, Marvin. And, well, we will leave it there for today. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. We'll, We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.